five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. And we're going to be talking about focus today. And also ROI. That ought to be a hoot. <laughs> I hope you hang around and watch for that one. That one is just, that one is just priceless. It's from the LinkedIn AI staff, I guess. <laughs> anyway, here's today's um, Tom Fishburne cartoon. He's got big ideas. I need to stay focused and not get distracted by. And then the phone goes off from his friend, the squirrel. I'm not sure what. <laughs> but this is a takeoff on an earlier cartoon, which I have down below. And we'll talk about that. But it's the same idea. You know, the same idea is, is that we're so distracted. And I'm as guilty of it as I'm probably more guilty of it than anybody because I sit in a, you know, a, a one man office basically these days. And um, I look for distractions. I mean, I don't think anything that Tom says really, really hits that one. That's the, that's the worst of it, is that as an isolated solopreneur, if you will, you know, I, I, want, I want connection. And there isn't any unless I go check it all the time. And that, that to me is a poor substitute. Uh, for real conversations and real thinking. Um, but it makes me feel like I'm connected. And that may be the most serious and scary and perhaps damaging side of this, which Tom doesn't get into, which is probably just as well. <laughs> we'll all get depressed. Ah, but he starts, our aha moments are literally quiet brain signals. I used to do a lot of on-site, well, we didn't have the internet, so I used to, you know, when I started out in consulting, I would give a speech at the DMA or something. I've given about 100 speeches, at least, at national conferences. And people would decide to have me come in and look around. You know, I would do sort of a best practices marketing audit. Sometimes I would, sometimes I would look over the marketing, you know, what the marketing people were doing for the CFO or the CEO. A lot of times they would have me come in. And I always scheduled it. You know, it's a little hard to get out of Milwaukee or you got to get up early and drive to O'Hare. And, and a lot of times direct marketing companies, direct mail companies, catalog companies especially, are, are where the owner wants to be. They can be off the beaten path by a long, long ways. And so it takes a while to get there. So I would usually schedule, I would usually try to get there by lunchtime-ish. And then, um, you know, we would maybe go to lunch right away or walk around the plant and talk a little bit, then go to lunch or go right into meetings. And we would, you know, we would kind of scope out what was the point of this. Uh, I remember going to uh, Frank Cahill's, uh, no, I'm sorry, Frank Kaywood down in Augusta, Georgia, by the where the Masters is. And all of a sudden, like a dozen people marched in and you know, I thought it was going to be a marketing audit. And for some reason, they thought I was some kind of IT consultant. <laughs> and so they they said, well, we're concerned about Y2K. This was, you know, right before that, a year or two before that. And they said, IBM says it's going to cost us $180,000 to upgrade our systems. But it would be more than that if we change to a new order processing system. And we process in batches. We, we, we promote a book. And then if there's enough response, we... We produce the book. That's called a dry test. For you oldies would know that, but for young people, it's called a dry test where you promote a product or a 
or a book. And if there's enough response, then you print it. And uh, that used to be a thing. That used to be a, you know, wait eight to 12 weeks for delivery, something like that. It would say, you'd see them on TV commercials, late night, stuff like that. Anyway, so I, so I sat in there and I, and I, uh, I listened to how they ran their business and I said to them later, I said, well, if you just stack up your orders, you know, just make sure that on the books you produce, you stop producing them in December, fulfill all those orders, and then just stop everything and start new on uh, January 1st. I said, there's nothing really in your computer that is that sensitive. You know, the only crazy stuff would be like if you were billing for electric electricity and you went across New Year's and all of a sudden build somebody for a thousand dollars worth of uh, a thousand years of of <laughs> a thousand years of electricity or something like that. I said it's not going to be a big deal. Anyway, um, their IT person told me months later that I had saved him a hundred thousand dollars at least, um, and that IBM came up with a little quick, easy workaround where they they used an alpha character instead of you know. 2000 the computer saw 200a and that was enough and it it would then interpret it as 2000 or whatever they did something like that in the machine language and it was very inexpensive they didn't have to hire hundreds of people but what i always required is that that i stay over and the reason i did required that was because for some reason when I did stay over, and I didn't always, but when I did, I noticed that I would get inspiration. I would get some really breakthrough idea. Uh, one client, uh, Fairfield Bay, said I changed the, the timeshare sales process, changed the timeshare industry. On the, the second day, I came back and I said, well, you have all these timeshare owners. Why don't we enlist their help? They live by where your market is. And they said, well, we can't because, you know, we're selling a real estate investment and you know you need a real estate license i said no no you don't understand the business you're in i said you're in the entertainment business right i'm going to vacation and you've got golf courses and you've got water slides and all that i said what you should what you should do is you should just create a point system and and you know these guys are retired doctors and lawyers and people who are very very skilled but are retired now and in the way around the house and would love to get out and talk about going on vacation or something. And I said, and if, you know, if the deal closes, you give them, you give them points, but you give them also points for however many they follow up and they can choose however many they want. And at the end you have a, you know, you have a, like a golf tournament or something or a fly in a P51, you know, or, or something, you know, something entertainment wise that you can, you can give them that's uh, that's not related to the commission per se, but it's related to the activity. Well, they did that. And, and rather than trying to get people to come down to Arkansas, to the Ozarks, which was getting lower and lower and lower response, we did that. And, and I could tell you probably another, at least a half dozen that came to me overnight like that. And uh, so, so take some time. Take some time to sleep on it. Um, but... Tom Fishburne says, I like this observation from David Rock. I came across in a New York Times article, which I do have uh, downloaded and PDF'd. Uh, oh, incidentally, the WDMA website is down. Uh, my hosting company allowed 
hackers to penetrate their servers and um, now they're charging me to tell them which <laughs> which files are infected and I'm gonna have to go in by hand and I'm gonna look for a new hosting site um, but I think I have one already picked out uh, it seems to me it's their negligence and this is the second time it's happened um, and now I have to pay them to tell me where the malicious files are even though they know they are there it seems like a, a shakedown to me uh, because it costs more than the cost of a, a year of hosting um, but anyway, so WDMA is down. If you really want these articles, just send me a note. LinkedIn is probably the best. Um, and ask for them, and I'll, I'll send them off to you, attachment or an email or something. Um, it's not a big deal. And the, the podcast won't be up until I get that fixed. But you can see the, you can see the, uh, the entire presentation on YouTube. Uh, if you look up Marketing News Daily, I think it is, uh, or Miglash, and um, and you know you can you can play those as if they were podcasts. Uh, so anyway, uh, email introduced this problem of communication-driven distraction, but Slack put it to a new extreme. We both love and hate Slack because this company built the right tool for the wrong way to work. They said with. Our modern culture wired in for always on communications. Finding the space and time for aha moments is a challenge. We have to be deliberate if we want to create space for deep over shallow work. An idea Cal Newport helped popularize with his book Deep Work in 2016 and it's expanded upon it. I have that article also uh, PDF'd. A study from Rescue Time found that most workers don't go six minutes without checking email or Slack. 35% of workers check communication every three minutes throughout the workday. And I believe this is the, no, this is the David Rock one. This is one of these has really great graphs. It's this one here. Communication overload. Most workers can't go six minutes without checking email. Yeah. And I may be, that may be about right for me. Um, but here's some of the graphs, okay? <laughs> the median is six. Median means the middle point of all of this of all of this data. The counted up, half are on this side, half are on that side. Okay, but the mode I think it would be is like two minutes. <laughs> Can't even read it, it's so small. Okay, so you know, there's a lot of people. Most most of the most of the most of us are over here. And then there's a few of us way out here who can go 90 minutes, which is rare. Tom says he's trying to get to 90 minutes. Uh, I used to use a, a, a program, a little, a little app called Pomodo, and it means tomato in Italian. I don't know. It's like a tomato timer. <laughs> and you can set it for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and just focus on the work for that. And, and that's really what I need to get back to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find the app, and I'll let you know how I do on that. Okay, um, here's the average time from during the workday, 24%, uh, say three to eight minutes. Okay, so that's it's similar to the other one, but it um, it averages that across the whole thing with greater than 20 minutes out here. Okay, uh, and maximum consecutive minutes without this is the max. What's the max you can do, stand to do? 40 minutes. Now I do this. 
pretty much every morning uh, to prepare for the show. So I do, you know, and I told my wife, please don't talk to me then. Um, maximum consecutive time without using email. And of course, it's not just email. You know, I can check email. I can check, check social media. Uh, I'm in a bunch of like art groups in on Facebook and B groups on Facebook. And I have email from my my easybees.com and WDMA and John at Migmar.com. And those are some of them. And so, there, you know, I can continually be watching stuff. Plus my family. I did turn the notifications off on WhatsApp because, you know, they didn't. They, I would get a lot of them at this time of day when everybody starts looking. Uh, and here's what your week looks like when you're checking all that stuff. It's just a, it's just a minefield of distraction. Okay, the blue is where they used email and the gray is where they didn't use. And now I've got Outlook from a, another uh, from old school marketing that I'm using. And so I get messages there and have to check that differently than my regular email. And it's just, yeah, it is a disaster. Okay, and so here's some more of, oops, here's some more of Tom's cartoons. Boom. Uh Let's see. This is consistent with a report from Microsoft, which I didn't download, on how people use their office productivity software. 60% of aggregate time is spent spent involves communication, teams, email, chat, video conference, etc., leaving only 40% of the time for creation. And that, according to the other article, you can see all of it broken up into little pieces, is broken up into little pieces. I remember... Um, I did my very first, I think really my very first client to go out and visit on, on my own was Richard Brock and he was a, con, a commodities consultant and he helped farmers understand commodities markets because he said farmers are at a huge disadvantage compared to commodities traders because the farmers have all this grain. They actually have the grain. The commodity trailers are, traders are just moving it around, trading futures and things. And so the commodities traders never have to accept the grain. They're just speculating. But they can buy the futures when, you know, when there aren't any, when there isn't any grain to buy, right? And so the price is low and, or I mean, the price is high. And so they'll, they'll buy futures at the high price and then, uh, and then they can, <laughs> You know, and then they can they can make those available at uh, the low price. Anyway, the farmers have to sell when everybody else is selling, when all the other farmers are selling and taking their and taking their grain to the to the feed mill. And so, but I remember walking into his office, and this was like 1981, probably fall of 81, when I started as a consultant. And he kept looking at his screen and looking over, and looking away from me and looking at his monitor over here. And I thought, wow, how distracting. How does he get anything done? It was before I had a PC, right? 1981, we, I, we, we did get one. And it went in my office because it didn't get used if it was out in the middle of the office. So it's hard to create big ideas if we're always in the minutiae. One of the biggest skills in my own work, this is from Tom Fishburne, schedule has been learning to carve out 90 minutes of uninterrupted deep work uh, at the start of every workday. And that's when I do the show preparation. I've learned to treat it as sacred space because it's always the most productive time of my week. It's probably true. And it's easier said than done, particularly when working as part of an always-on organization. Jeff Maurer, 
observed about Slack etiquette at the office, you can mute notifications. Just go to settings, notifications, never get promoted, and turn the slider to on. But but it is possible to establish new but is it possible to establish new norms? A software company called Convictional decided not to use any messaging tools like Slack and made all meetings optional. Another software company called Pathway introduced a introduced a Zen Day each week where they ask employees to put Slack in DND mode to snooze notifications. I've collaborated recently with a Norwegian startup called Remarkable that makes tablets designed for deep work without Slack or other modern distractions. I think my style consultant has one of those. And um, Tom likes this piece of this poem called the Desirata. Desirata. I've heard of it. I've read it. Go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. I think you have to keep silent to get there, which is not my strength. Okay, did you get my emoji reaction to your DM response? Uh, regarding my comment on the conversation thread on why we never seem to have time to get any work done. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, I got distracted by Slack. Where were we? Huh? Did you say something? Right, exactly. Put your phones away. Okay. Meeting on whether to call a meeting, a meeting to plan the meeting, a meeting to get... My daughter worked in a nonprofit, and she said this was exactly what it was like in about, about that actual time. Um, should we schedule our next Zoom meeting or just hit ourselves repeatedly in the head with a hammer? I don't mind Zoom meetings, but I tend to check too many other things while it's going on and not listen the way I should. Shiny object syndrome. We need to stay focused on our meeting priorities and not get distracted by every shiny new, look, a squirrel. Our marketing priorities, rather. This one I added to the today's article. It isn't wasn't part of it, but it's a, a famous and one of the most popular uh, cartoons that Tom ever did. And I think the, the idea is similar, you know, that people are, not focused on the big ideas. They're not focused on the marketing goals. They're easily distracted by the squirrel. And that could be a new product idea. It could be a new uh, Marstack product, etc. I hope you made it to the end. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.